Howdy, everyone. Welcome to another episode of This is the President. And, interestingly enough, there's been quite a bit of presidential tapes in the news lately. So, naturally, in this episode, we'll be discussing the racist Reagan-Nixon phone call in a bit more detail. We'll be playing more of the phone call than you might have heard before to give you the proper This is the President perspective. And, if you like what you hear, how about rating us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts? Leave a comment. Tell your friends. Let's get the word out there. And last of all, if you love the podcast, you'll love our YouTube channel even more. You'll be able to catch all your favorite presidential found audio bits. And more, now with pictures and movies. And in a bite-sized shareable form. Perfect for the interwebs. Just search for This is the President on YouTube. Alright, enough of that. Now on with the show and let's get presidentially racist. Okay, so Mike is facing the right way? It is. Okay, okay, good. But I'm not! Okay, alright. Alright. <laughs> um, hey everyone, welcome to uh, This is the President. This is episode 62, and what you heard up there, a little front, has uh, been making the news uh, quite a little bit these days. It's always nice to see presidential tapes back in the news, but that was a little bit of Ronald Reagan talking to Richard Nixon from 1971. And we'll get into that and all the associated goodness with this on today, on today's shows. But before we get to that, let me introduce to you again, once again, my my pal, my buddy, and my co-host, Mr. Harmon Leon. How you doing, Harmon? I'm ready to get racist. Okay, let's do it. We're going to get nice and racist. Because we've kind of got a racist uh, double feature. Because we're also, we'll be recording a racist uh, comedian for our sister podcast, um, Comedy History 101. Comedy History 101. That's right. Okay. But Subscribe before we, on iTunes before, before, before we get to too racist, let's, let's stick to racist with the presidents. Um, and let's talk about our current racist president, uh, Mr. Donald Trump. How are things over there in the uh, U.S. of A.? Uh, actually, this week I've been sort of off the politics. Uh, I think the last racist thing was um, <laughs> he called Baltimore a predominantly oh, African-American right. yeah. city. Uh, right, yeah. Inf- a rat-infested rat hellhole yes. or something like that. Yeah. Do, uh, kind of a sister comment to um, uh, on immigration in shithole countries. So it's kind of like a bookend of... Uh, his thoughts on African American communities or countries. Yeah, I mean, I think. And yeah. a little irony, he got down on the squad, as as he calls it, uh, yeah. because they were uh, seemingly, uh, you know, according to what he says in front of his asshole supporters, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to call him that. Um, that they were anti-American. Well, uh, A equals B equals C. Uh, Baltimore is kind of in America. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's uh, you know, and it's pretty old. It's one of the first colonies, um, and um, very Catholic because it was set up as like a Catholic um, colony, kind of oddly enough. Yeah, and good good crab. I think uh, good crab. They good the good crab. Cra- crab crab cakes is what they're known for. Good crab cakes. Yeah, and, oh crab cakes. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can so, go you you can go see Edgar Allan Poe's house, but it's in the scary part of town. 
I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say it's off oh. Martin Luther King Drive. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, does Scott Kalanico calling Baltimore a rat? No, no. Hellhole as well. Having good company. I'm just saying that part. I was just that that one that one part wasn't. Oh. It, it's not. And then. What do you mean by that one? <laughs> like, Who lives in that one? Okay. Should I should I just stop talking now? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, Trump being racist. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure if it was this week, uh, but he came out in a press conference going and actually said the quote, I'm the least racist person on the planet. He actually said that. Those are the actual words coming out of his mouth. And then he quoted himself in a, in his own tweet. He put it in air quotes. <laughs> okay, like, I, like I'm referencing myself saying that. That's awesome. Well, I saw. I started. Uh, so seeing... Scott, we we've done quite a few videos over the years uh-huh. on uh, the history of Trump. Um, yeah. Why would that statement? I'm the least racist person on the planet. Why would that not uh, be true through the history of the Trump? And the Trump family. Well, you know, it all started by uh, being a kind of a slumlord for uh, and kicking the black uh, the black African Americans out of their houses and stuff like that. And what about like say one Woody Guthrie? Oh yeah, Woody Guthrie. What would, he, what, what would he have to do? Well, he was calling those the same the thing. He was, he was calling Trump a slumlord. It, it kind of it 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 goes around, um, kind of that same meme. Because it also, were they they were being sued for not? They were actually Trump and his father Fred were, yeah. were being sued for not renting for, to for discrimination housing. Yeah, it's, I mean maybe there's a new criteria for being the least racist person on the planet. <laughs> uh, not to mention yeah. the 1989 articles uh, he put out in several New York full page articles and several New York papers calling for the execution of the now exonerated Central Park Five. Yeah. Um, Teenagers, uh, pretty much a modern day call for a lynching. Pretty much, yeah. Pr- pretty much the th- same thing. Um, yeah, just, kind of a lot for the least racist person <laughs> on the planet. The, yeah. the least, the least, the least racist, the least. That's what he says. And apparently, the I least. Saw, I saw people are, are holding up those kind of T-shirts at the rallies now, where it says Donald Trump is not racist. I did see a picture at, of that. at his rallies. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just like sort of what. Uh, back we did an episode on Comedy History 101 um, where we talked to David Litt, former uh, speechwriter for Obama. It's kind of in the same thing where you have to come out and say uh, the statement was a joke. It, it was n- not a joke yeah. in the first yeah. place. So if you have to come out and say I, and over and over again, no, nope, no, I'm not a racist. Uh, yeah. You're kind of a racist. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just an understatement. We all know Trump's a racist. Yeah, we, it's we like all, we no, all, we nothing all. new. He always been, always will. And then he just goes with the doctrine of if I say it, it exists in the world. Yeah, and he says it, if you say it, and then you never. I think somebody I was read some article where they talked about the the Trump isms or just like basically what you know mm-hmm. his view of the world is like number one you say it and if somebody calls you wrong you double down that was the number one thing and then number two you yeah. never you never admit you're wrong you just never admit it yeah exactly because <laughs> he'll be used against you so if it's just like remember when trump said this and after charlottesville and <laughs> you know apologize look he's weak <laughs> that was um, yeah, that was actually that was a pretty interesting in that book that Fear the Bob Woodward one. Um, mm-hmm. where they were talking about that, and they were like, you know, people were like, 
man, Trump, you've got, you know, you've got an opportunity to kind of make your mark. You know, you can say something. Yeah. <laughs> you can say something. To unify the, the country together. Yes. And, and it didn't quite work out that way. Yeah. He um, just doubled down. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What, what point was I going to say about that? Um, I don't know. Racist. Yeah, something racist. Yeah, <laughs> something racist with, with Trump. So, um, and how does uh, New York City seem to be handling it? They just keep going on. Uh, New York is uh, how the rest of the country should be. Okay, all right. And so, did you watch any? <laughs> we of the, all kind of get along. <laughs> did you watch any of the Democratic debates? What are your thoughts on those? I did not. I, I, I did, did not watch because I did. There's twenty like, people on stage. <laughs> I'm just. I'm reading the uh, summaries, and that's it for now. Uh, yeah, and what was your take? I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I didn't. I think like it sounds like Beto's out pretty much. Everybody's already calling him out. Oh, I thought Beto was out like long ago. He's yeah. like up there with Amy Klobuchar as <laughs> <laughs> likely to be president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were saying he was out after the first one. So um, yeah, I'm what? Tra- I mean, Beto had like, I mean, he lost to Ted Cruz. Yeah, he didn't win. No, no. <laughs> he's you can't go on a candidate just because he skateboards to work. Yeah, no, no. He, he skateboards <laughs> to the Waterburger, dude. That was it. Like the two yeah. most Texas things you could do, and he's punk rock. Um, actually, I saw that um, the Great Hack. Just watched that last last night. What What is that? The one about the Cambridge Analytica and all oh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Oh but yeah, was that good? That um, actually, I would say no. I mean, it was. It was. The movie wasn't good. No, the the movie was interesting. It was just seemed really long and just not a lot of point to it. But what was interesting mm-hmm. that I forgot about was that Cambridge Analytica, the one of the first campaigns they worked on was Ted Cruz. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they worked on his um, presidential campaign. I don't know if they switched to Trump after that or just mm-hmm. did one or the other. But it was it was pretty interesting, you know, about how they they did all that. But it was basically just you know propaganda. Lock right. her up, lock, lock her up, man. Crooked Hillary. No, no, it's send her back. That's no, no, the, no. So they they started the Crooked Hillary thing, and they had the two O's were hand, handcuffs. <laughs> the Cambridge Analytics started that. Yeah, well, that was their whole thing. That was their whole yeah. deal was they would get all that data and go, here's, you know, here's the people you should be targeting, and here's what you should target them with, and. I don't know if they came um, up with the graphic. I think they, I got from the movie that they came up with the graphics. So it was the crooked Hillary with the the handcuffs and the font, you know. Because the analytic, they crunched the the analytics and it told them to steer in that direction. Yeah, well, the, the their basic point was that they were able to pinpoint people who were be able to able to be influenced in swing states. So that's how you know they would like. I, the, the point they brought up was that, like, in the in that election, in that 2016 mm-hmm. election, there were only, like, I think it was, like, they said 40,000 people or, or some really small number were right. the actual people that, that, you know, that decided the whole thing because of the way the Electoral College worked and all that other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was pretty interesting, uh, yeah. So I've been writing, like, a lot of dystopian tech uh, yeah. stories yeah. lately for The Observer and just pretty much how... We are willing participants in our own big brother making. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, um, so the latest, two latest stories I've written sort of on that topic is uh, first, like dating sites, like dating apps. Right. Dude, how fucking stupid are we? We give, like, um, I talked to an expert and it was just like, there was the big controversy with FaceApp. 
you know, uh, the yeah. Russian yeah. own, like how much data we give up to make ourselves look old. Right. But <laughs> dating sites, like, uh, we give up like a hundred times more data on dating sites. I mean, basically think of like filling out a profile on Tinder. That's uh, just like a market research, you know, dream. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amount of information we give up like on that. And in and, and no one reads the terms of service no. and they they own all our interactions and conversations on dating sites. Yeah, I mean, well, they, I, you know, <laughs> no what, one reads turns no. of service. Well, that's what I was thinking was like, because I know, I know it was like one of those, uh, there were a couple of those boing boing guys who are really into mm-hmm. like analyzing terms of services and stuff. But I think it would be really yeah. interesting to do if you, if you got like a terms of service and like boiled it down to like six sentences, like pointing at the most egregious things in there. That'd be really interesting yeah. to see what, who would, sign up for stuff like you know with the face app the the russian face app thing you know where it says oh by the way if you use this app we own all of your data we can do anything we want with it we can own your images yeah we we can use we can put you on a billboard yep (laughs) we can would people still be signing up for those things if they were uh super plain in their face that'd be interesting yeah here's the second disturbing one that just gets me is uh surrey um <laughs> they oh, yeah. can randomly this. select this, yeah. any kind of Surrey conversation and they use it to kind of, they call it grading to detect if it's, did Surrey just go off because of an extraneous noise right. or, you know, wrong command. So they have contractors listening to 1% of all Surrey uh, conversations. Yeah, well, that was that, that was that court case that I think it was, that was a couple of years ago where it was like the Alexa or the Google Voice where. Yeah, but Alexa has, they have a thing now where you could opt out of Alexa and you can opt out of the Amazon version, but Siri, it's in the terms of service. Oh, is it? Okay. So (laughs) yeah, you can't get out of it. Yeah. Because the thing about those, they were saying, yeah, well, basically they were listening all the time and recording all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That stuff is kind of crazy. I'm just saying when we get the wrong president in the White House, (laughs) Um, and they want to. They have all that data uh, to use against us. Yeah, I know. I know, dude. This is at one point. <laughs> now, at one point, I know you want me to post more on the Facebook page, and I'm like, uh, I'm just like, I'm trying to keep. Now, the more I read about Facebook, it's just like, oh, yeah, maybe I won't. Yeah, I'm just. I just use that as a public face. Yeah, There's nothing it. personal. I just. It's just trumpets, you know. Yeah. Uh, Stories and gigs. That's maybe, what it is. Maybe that's what we should do, man. Maybe we should start our own social network. What do you think about that? Um, see, there's a failing there. Like people who think they're going to start their own social network <laughs> yeah. is they're going to fail. Like yeah. we'll just call it, you know, Bookface. Um, you really have to create the next thing that isn't what already exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why you, if you're Facebook, you have to create Instagram, which is. You know, that's how that evolves into something. Yeah. And then you get bought by Facebook. Exactly. Well, we worked at, well, when I was working in Scotland for those, I was in a tech incubator and they had a, we had a mm-hmm. place that was starting the next, you know, social network. And like, and somebody was like, brought up the point. Like, yeah, what happens when Facebook buys you? Are you going to give up everybody's data? And, and they didn't really have yeah. an answer for that. <laughs> yeah. Was that their goal to get bought by Facebook? That's or? everybody's goal, man. Everybody's goal is to get bought by somebody. That's that's kind of the sad part. I mean, a lot of these people, I think, want to start out with a good business, but I think that's probably mm-hmm. more than the when majority. When the billions come? I think more than the majority is like, I'm starting this business so I can sell it to somebody and get out. And that's kind of 
<laughs> you know, nobody's really building a business because they want to, to do that. Yeah, but so much with these big companies is they buy their competition oh, yeah. to make them go away. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they could afford to do it. You know? Yeah. Like, what's well, a billion dollars? Yeah, well, I had a, an odd, that company I was working for in Scotland for about five years, at one point, because we were we were like kind of a real company, but we weren't like a public, mm-hmm. but we were owned by an investment firm. And then we right. f- somebody figured out that one of the other companies the investment firm owned was our competitor. So it was like the same company that, owned, <laughs> that was owning yeah. two competitors. I was like, oh, okay, this is very uh, Big Brother-esque. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh well, but that was. Dude, are you, you going to cut all this out? Because <laughs> no. we're so off the track. That's good, dude. Why don't, all... we, why don't we? Why don't we cheer ourselves up about a dystopian future that we presently live in by playing some racist president phone calls? Yeah. See, there, there you go. So I was about to steer us back that way. I mean, let's just go to back to a simpler time when presidents could yeah. be racist with each other on the phone as much well, as they wanted, and nobody well, cared. Well, well, drinking some bourbon in the Oval Office. Yeah, it was a little scotch. If water. that was their drink of choice, oh, yeah, scotch and water. Was, uh, scotch and water. That was all. That's what those old white men all looked at. Scotch and, and then, water. And probably a few people in the room smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it was little smoking <laughs> cigarettes in the Oval Office. And that simpler time that we're going to talk about, Harmon, is uh, it's 1971. Let's go back there, and I'll tell you a little bit more. So this has been in the news actually. So basically, what happened was the Nixon Library released a bunch <laughs> of tapes. Oh, yeah, they they'd gone through. And uh, you're not allergic to racism, are you? Or, or that's even that's good if you are. I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they re-released a bunch of tapes, and then what they had done is they well, do they remaster them like a new edition of a Led Zeppelin yeah, album? It's, so it's like for a, greater clarity. It's like Apocalypse Now in 4K. Yeah, it's all they, uh, yeah. they've kind of been remastered. They're not as good. Like the the tape we're gonna play today, that's actually isn't super great. It's still you'll still hear some of that stuff. Somebody, right clicks and pops on there but what they did do is they went back and like when the tapes were originally released mm-hmm. a lot of them they, they would have like uh, blank you know um you know covers for uh, just like a beep beep tone or they would they would uh um uh, uh what the fuck what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> they um redact they would redact uh, parts of the tape and stuff and just put a tone over all oh, right and so then oh, they wow. got they had a they 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 would do that for privacy reasons. Re, they would do that for privacy reasons, and then the tape of this tape for in the case of this tape, for example, uh, after yep. Reagan died and Nixon died, you know that was there's no reason to to keep things in private. So it turned out the guy who got these tapes released was one of the he was a, he used to be the head of the Nixon Library, and so he knew. That's Wait, all right. On, What's that? The tr- truck backing up. Uh, no, I think it's a car alarm. Okay, okay there okay. we go. So, All right, edit point in. So yeah, so this guy, so this guy knew that there is this racist part on this tape, and he wanted the library to re- to release it, but he only got it released when he became a private researcher again. So that's where this wow. whole thing. Yeah, so so it was over a period of about ten years before all these things came out. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. So obviously they the news media and the people. 
um, news media and uh, press outlets seized upon like kind of the most uh, the highlighted aspects, you know, the most most newsworthy parts, which is naturally Reagan being kind of racist here. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's, like I said, I mean, there's there's like 300 others of these other tapes, so who knows what's on these things, Harmon? So uh, yeah, it's kind of like the the, <laughs> the hidden Trump apprentice yeah. tapes that yeah. Tom Arnold keeps searching for. Yeah, that's right. On a so, Vice TV series. Yeah, the the <laughs> that which, no one watches. The which one? Uh, they actually made a Vice, like Vice has a network, a yeah. TV network. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you heard of it? No uh, one has. Okay, it's yeah. just fucking horrible. And one of the shows is Tom Arnold searching for the uh, Lost Apprentice tapes. Okay. That's the premise of an entire show on Alrighty. Vice okay. Network. All right, well, we'll leave yeah. that there. <laughs> and, and my friend Brad, who watch, who's watched a bit of Vice TV, says that show makes the other shows look like citizen kane oh my god okay. all right well well we'll keep to this the the lost tape subject here but um yeah so these tapes all came out there's like a whole bunch of them you know research research is going to be going through these tapes as are we Harmon. so you uh you have a job with this as a president for for the foreseeable future we've got we've got a or, long way or to go. intern or or intern, yeah. Or, or well, you, yeah. You're if you want to be an intern for this as a president, you yeah, can, you, uh, could, you could you contact could contact us on you, iTunes. You could, yeah, just or, drop us a line, leave us a comment. Yeah. We'll we'll read your comment on air and make you an intern. Yeah. Alrighty. Exactly. So so we've got that. So let me set up this tape a little bit because usually what you hear, what they've been playing in the news, is really just kind of one statement. You just hear the racist stuff, which is. Uh-huh. Shockingly enough, but here's here's a little bit of the background. Well, hold on, hold on one second. Yeah. Uh, oh shit, dude! I just updated my system software. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, it's still going. Okay. And it just went to screensaver mode. Okay. Uh, but it, oh, okay, it's still rolling. But you're um, still recording. God, I I hate when you just they just keep badgering you to update your system software, and when you do, it just screws everything up. Oh, it just it takes forever, <laughs> dude. Like I, what I do is I take I take my computer home and do it. Because you got to leave it set up for you know whatever a couple hours for it to. No, but just all your settings are wrong. Oh yeah, like just all that. like c- copying and pasting blocks of text were screwed up. <laughs> and now oh, I just went to screen mode. So, anyways, I gotta. Uh, anyways, but keep it's, going. it's oh Jesus. I think it's still kept recording. All right, but still, it's still recording. Can you see the thing moving? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, so the tape that we're gonna play um, for those of you keeping a track here at home, this tape thirty-seven. 013-008 from October of 1971. And what's going on in this tape is that uh, Reagan had tried to call uh, Nixon, because this is when uh, Reagan was governor of California, because he was really pissed that the UN had decided to give um, China seats in the, in the assembly as opposed to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and Reagan was a big supporter of Taiwan. So Reagan was really pissed. Tried to call Nixon. Nixon was already asleep. Maybe he had a couple of scotch and sodas or something. But so this is the next morning with um, Nixon calling Reagan back, and Reagan had just come back from a trip. Reagan's just come back from a trip to the Orient, as he says. As you'll you'll hear right, in here, okay. yeah. So and so that's what Reagan's kind of pissed about. He's kind of ranting about. Uh, the UN. Um, and tape quality is really good. It's a phone conversation, so it's not an Oval Office conversation, so you should be able to understand everything. And the other thing I wanted to point out here that was interesting is that they mention um, Reagan's basically kind of calling the. You'll hear Reagan's not a big fan of the UN, so 
you'll hear what he says about the UN. And then, of course, the African uh, countries within the UN, you'll hear him say what he, uh, about what he said about that. But also what's interesting is here Reagan bringing up uh, the ambassador to the UN, who at that time was, do you have any idea who that is, was? I uh, do not know. Uh, George Bush. <laughs> so oh, so right, you've okay. got three presidents kind of mentioned two, one president, one future president, talking about another future pre- president in the phone call. So that, that kind of makes it it's a little interesting here on This is the President. So yeah. um, without further ado, Harbin, if you could dial up the presidential time portal to September, or excuse me, October of 1971, and let's get racist. All right, here we go. Hello? Governor Reagan, Miss President. Hello? There you are. Hello? Miss President? Hope I didn't get you out of bed. No, I'm... Late <laughs> up, although I'm still trying to sleep on Oriental time, and it's not Eight. working very well. 8.15. You know, you called last night, and I'd gone to bed, and <laughs> so I said, I, that's all right. We took a chance, and we... No, no, that's all right. I, I'm usually up till around then, but I... Uh, I must have uh, must have gone off. Well, that was a bad vote, wasn't it? Well, I want to tell you, we, we worked our tails off. I must say, I think. I know. Uh, I was just sick. Fifty-four to fifty-nine. I'm telling you. Well, Mr. President, the reason I called was I know it's uh, it is not easy to to give a suggestion or to advice to the President of the United States, but I just feel that I feel so strongly that we can't. Uh, and with, in view of 72, we can't just sit and take this and continue as if nothing had happened. And I had a suggestion for an action that I'd like to be so presumptuous as to, to suggest. Uh, my every instinct says, get the hell out of that kangaroo <laughs> court and let it uh, sink. It has occurred to me that the United States, I just, the people, I just know are, first of all, they don't like the U.N. to begin with. That's right. And it seemed to me that if you brought Mr. Bush back uh, to Washington to let them sweat for about 24 hours as to what you were thinking of, and then if you went on television to the people of the United States and said that Mr. Bush was going back to the U.N. to participate in debate and discussion to present our views and so forth, but he would not participate in any votes that the United States would not vote and would not be bound by the votes of the UN because it is a debating society. You don't have to say that, but it is a debating society. And and uh, uh, so we'd be there, our presence would be there, but we would just not participate in their votes. I think it would put those bums in the perspective they belong. <laughs> it sure would. <laughs> yeah. And last night, I tell you, to watch that thing on television, that Harmon as uh, well well played well placement October 1971 that was it racist Reagan let's throw down racist time what do you think um, I, I think 
that has just become our common discourse when it comes to the current president. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> like, like, in- so uh, shocking, but not shocking where we have a president who spins out yarns like that weekly, yeah. if not daily. Right. And uh, yeah, well, this this time is um, this is more of a hidden one. It's I think I read somewhere where you know basically it's now the president's just kind of saying it out in public. What he would just say on a phone call. Yeah. Okay. So. And then double down on how it's not incorrect to say it. No, because the like those because he's the least racist president and or le- not re- not least racist president, least racist person right yeah, it's in the ba- world it's basically in the world it's basically it's basically a recut of the uh the shithole countries like where he's saying yeah you know, so those, those people yeah, monkeys yeah. dancing around in the aisles um so just an interesting tidbit it i believe is either with the nixon uh administration or nixon administration followed it uh there was a re-election strategy called the southern strategy uh for republicans where it it was given that you would put racist dog whistle phrases in your speeches. Okay. And uh, to appeal yeah. to the South, which is carried on to this day. Yeah. So if you, if anyone thinks say Trump, you know, that could be misconstrued as racist. Maybe it wasn't intentional. No, it is. It's called the Southern strategy. <laughs> exactly. And that, that kind of worked out well for them. Well, he got reelected in 72. So and Trump, he got elected in, you know, 2016. <laughs> and will probably be elected in 2020. Uh, they, the Democrats just shouldn't put 20 people on stage. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> it yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, oh, man, the Democrat <laughs> Party. And then yeah. we have Bernie Sanders and Biden, who are both 77 years old. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, we've, already, we've already mentioned that, that Donald Trump to date has been the oldest, he is the oldest president. And uh, up until then, it was Reagan. Yeah, up until then, it was Reagan. It was interesting enough. And then, and then all the jokes were like, "Oh, our my grandfather is that age, and we don't let him use the TV remote control." <laughs> no, dude, that, that was. <laughs> well, we heard like uh, we we played on one of the. <laughs> oh, there it was. Can we hear it one more time? Uh, <laughs> okay, so we on a couple episodes back. If you yeah, if you listen to the uh, we uncovered some of those dictaphone recordings of Reagan, and that's where he's starting to like that's where, dude. Are, we 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 have kids listening to this. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, the dictaphone's fine to say. I can there say is, dictaphone. You're gonna beep that, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. And and in these in these letters that were dictated <laughs> to a recording device, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, even in those, those are from 1980, 81. He's still, he's already starting yeah. to sound a little not altogether there. Reagan? Yeah. Do you remember those? Be the one he did a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, if I don't, and like our listeners, we can go back in our archives yeah. on iTunes. Subscribe today. And, and come here. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's been the thing is like how together really was Reagan. I mean, because I've seen, I've seen some of the, uh, the Reagan TV, they called it. They called it Reagan TV. They did a lot of White House stuff where they filmed him, and a lot of the stuff when he's not mm-hmm. like in, like like when they've turned the camera off. Like, and these things are really interesting because it's like they'll right. record him doing a phone call with a video camera, and he's on, he's on for the phone call. But then as soon as he hangs up the phone, then it's like he's kind of in a whole other world. You know, as soon as, as soon as the camera's off, 
you know. Well, it just seems like the the actor thing. In yeah, him. exactly. So you can memorize the lines, and then when the lines, there's no lines to recite. Yeah, then you're just kind of, you're kind of lost. Yeah. So, what do you? What's your uh, takeaway on the the Nixon Reagan racist phone call then? Well, uh, I think as I stated before, uh, this has just become the common discourse with our current president, and it just goes to show the Republican Party, you know. Uh, through the years, kind of racist. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think that says it all. And things, uh, things still being in things in China still getting all stirred up. You know, just read the news today. They're still going about it in Hong Kong. So China and Hong Kong and Taiwan all still kind of a sticky, sticky wicket, as they would say in the UK. Well, over there. Uh, China, as we all know, started the the climate change fraud hoax. That's, that's right. According to the president, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, According to our president quoting science. The most, and we'll leave it, we'll, we can tie it up with this. Not just our president, Harmon, our least racist, racist president ever. No, no, our least racist person in okay, the world. Okay, Not ever. president, person Just normal person ever, all right. Ever in the world, all least right. racist. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks again for doing duty with the presidential time portal. And we're going to wrap it up here. It's been a great show. And we're going to segue into one of our favorite parts of the program plug away plug away oh two things so i have a new book out called tribe spotting undercover culture stories it's all about my exploits going undercover and exploring tribalism in america check it out on amazon and august 17th through the 25th i'll be performing at the edinburgh festival in scotland at the banshee labyrinth i believe 8 35 every night so Come down and say hello. Oh, well, what if I get there at eight thirty? Then just get a drink at the. I have to wait. I'll go upstairs <laughs> and get a drink from Pippa. Pippa and the. She, she's gone a couple of years ago. Okay, all, right. All, right. Um, all right, downstairs. Do you, your usual room. It's the Harmon Leon room. Okay, the Harmon Leon room. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, thanks, Harmon. And uh, for us, well, uh, Harmon uh, produced and I wrote and directed a short documentary called Everything You Want to Know About Sudden Birth But We're Afraid to Ask. It is currently on the festival circuit. Um, we'll be playing in the States in a few weeks. I'm not allowed to say where we're playing yet, but we will be there. Um, you can also find out everything you want to know about the movie over at my website, scottcolonico.com. And as far as this is a president, you'll be able to find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, Google Play, everywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. And hey, you know what? While you're there, why not leave a comment? Or, you know, rate us. You know, it doesn't cost anything, right? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and then all, Harmon and I also have another podcast that we mentioned already. Well, you can also hear plenty of racist things. We'll be talking about a racist comedian in our next episode. Um, Coming to History 101. Harmon, you want to tell the kids a little bit about that uh, podcast? Don't, don't we have a drop in there? Well, that's at the very end, but this is like the live part. You can mention something. Yeah, check us out on ComedyHistory101.com or on Instagram, Twitter. We dive into the history of comedy. All right. Subscribe today. Okay. All right. Excellent. Thank you for being here, Harmon. Uh, and you'll be back around next next week because we've got uh, plenty of racist Nixon to go through. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Everyone, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. Bye, bye.
Melani! <laughs> Where's my diaper? Melani is right now changing a diaper probably 40 feet away from me. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Hey, you. Yes, you. Do you like comedy? Of course you do. You're listening to a podcast where Harmon and I talk about presidential phone calls. So you like the funny stuff, huh? Then you should be turning into another podcast that Harmon and I do called Comedy History 101. In this podcast, we delve into the backstory of all things comedy related. From the history of the comedy store condo in L.A., the Andrew Dice Clay controversy of the early 1990s, and, more recently, the history of the Trump and Giuliani and drag video. You can find the latest episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, Google Play, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Comedy History 101. We school you in comedy. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.